Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dungeon Dive Hobbycast, and welcome to the third part of the Asian Video Nostalgia Trip. And we're going to continue looking through my stack of DVD covers and talking about all the movies. So uh, thank you to the few people who have uh, watched or listened to this uh, podcast. I know it's not getting a lot of traction, but I don't care because I am having a blast doing it and it, it has just been a lot of fun. So um, up front here, we do have um, a movie that I just bought. So if you remember in the first episode, we did discuss Blade of Fury, uh, a movie that Sammo Hung directed. And I really wanted to upgrade my old bootleg DVD. And so I found this really nice copy. And again, it is for from the Warner Archive Collection. Really surprised that they have this and uh, Terracotta Warrior. So, um, yeah, I don't know how Warner Brothers ended up with the rights to this uh, to distribute Blade of Fury. But the DVD, this DVD is really nice. It's anamorphic widescreen. It has good subtitles. The picture is way better than my old bootleg. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to bring this uh, new version of, of the movie to your attention. Because if you want to get this movie, I can highly recommend the Warner Archive collection of Blade of Fury. And I just did rewatch the movie and it, it, it's as good as I remember. I love this movie so much. Okay, coming up next, we have uh, The Avenging Fist. Uh, this is another one of those kind of uh, early 2000s uh, pop star movies. Wow, 157 minutes. I That doesn't seem right. That seems really long for a Hong Kong movie. Uh, I remember almost nothing about this movie except it stars, I think that is Stephen Hung or Stephen Fung, I th think. If I remember the name correctly. I know it does have Sammo Hung in it a little bit, uh, but this is called The Avenging Fist. Scientists' experiments on Power Glove are on the verge of success. Power Glove is designed to active the unknown power in humans brain to empower the force of human beings special agent dark thunder and war 21 are the only survivors in that experiment okay uh yeah i i remember being supremely disappointed with this movie but that's really the only detail that i do remember that's not stephen fung where is his name I, i'm gonna have to remember his name um all right so our maybe our First movie from Thailand, I believe, uh, Good Man Town. Uh, there was kind of a, an explosion of Thai martial arts cinema in the early mid-2000s, probably. And I think that probably started with Ong Bak with Tony Jaa and his stunt crew. And this is one of the movies that came after Ong Bak. And I remember it being pretty long, 105 minutes. But I remember it seeming really long. And it just kind of never really going anywhere and being pretty disappointed with it after the pretty killer trailer that I saw for Goodman Town. This might have played at SIF at the Seattle International Film Festival one year. That might have been how I heard about Goodman Town. All right, Full Metal Yakuza here. Uh, this is, I believe this is our first uh, Takashi Miike movie. Uh, Mike, uh, just a fantastic Japanese director, one of the most prolific directors of all time. I think in one year, maybe he might have made like eight movies. He makes weird science fiction movies, weird Yakuza movies, horror movies, comedies, musicals, uh, science fiction movies, uh, uh, Chambara uh, slash samurai films. Yeah, uh, Miyazaki, uh, Miyazaki uh, Mike does it all. And I really do like him. And I know we're going to be talking about some more of his movies coming up. But uh, this is not one of my favorite Mickey movies, but it is a pretty good one. It is super entertaining. Kind of a Yakuza superhero cyborg movie. Uh, Robocop meets Yakuza kind of thing. Uh, pretty low budget. A lot of his early movies were shot on video. I I think this one might actually be shot on film, but a lot of his stuff was really, really low budget, and he was just about making completely gonzo grindhouse cinema, but he made some astounding movies. 
And uh, here we have another Korean movie. So this is a Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. And this is the third part in the Vengeance trilogy, which started with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance was the first one. Very bleak, very depressing movie. And then, of course, that was followed up by Old Boy. And this is the third one, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. So when these first came out, um, Old Boy, the first time I saw Old Boy, it hit me like a freight truck. I absolutely loved it. Then I went back and got Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I got that on VCD. I didn't like it as much. It was very, very bleak and, and just it, it lacked kind of the style of Old Boy. And then after seeing that, uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance came out. And I didn't like Lady Vengeance as much as Old Boy. But recently, last year, my wife and I, we watched Old Boy and Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. And I actually like Lady Vengeance a lot more now. I think this movie holds up more through time. Old Boy really does feel like a mid-2000s movie. It just it has this kind of cheesy techno soundtrack. It just it just feels of its time and not in a good way. Sympathy for Lady Vengeance feels a little more timeless. And I think the acting overall is a little better. And I think the story is a little more complex and examines the idea of vengeance and revenge in a more nuanced way than Old Boy does. But yeah, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, great movie from Chanwook Park. And here we have a, another uh, Korean movie, one of the early movies to come out of that kind of boom of Korean cinema, and that is JSA, Joint Security Area. Um, I believe this is about the, uh, the, de de the demilitarized zone in between North and South Korea. I don't remember this actor's name, but I'm pretty sure he is the one who stars in Memories of Murder. And a very good movie, Memories of Murder. Uh, JSA, I remember not being thrilled with. It's a little dull. Um, not quite as well made. Not quite. A, the drama didn't hit quite as hard as I was expecting it to. But a, a, a pretty good early example of the Korean New Wave. And speaking of the Korean New Wave, here we have uh, one of Korea's entries into the uh, J slash K slash horror genre. And that is Memento Mori. Um, like a lot of the J-horror that was coming out of the time, this is a Korean movie that is very slow, all kind of about the atmosphere, a ghost story type thing. Um, you know, the, the, the during this period of, of horror movies, they were trying to see how subtle they could make the horror, where they're, they're, they're almost not horror films. Uh but good, unsettling, nice visuals, and a pretty decent story. And that is Memento Mori. And here we have, I think this will be the only Bollywood movie that I have in this in this uh, stack here. Uh, probably the only official one I have. I have a couple of bootlegs. I have a bootleg of Cholet, which is a fantastic movie. And uh, uh, what's the other one I have that I really, I can't remember. I have this like train robbing, uh, train robbery one. Can't remember, but the robot is pretty cool. It's like this big extravagant um, science fiction movie that was definitely inspired by the Matrix. It has, it has all kinds of crazy special effects and bullet time stuff. And it also, of course, has your song and dance numbers. Uh, the music isn't my favorite in this movie. I've seen better musicals from Bollywood, but the movie has some really cool action sequences and it's actually pretty entertaining. And also really, really long at 290 minutes, uh, a three-hour science fiction Bollywood epic, and that is The Robot. Okay, and coming in next is uh, the Japanese movie, the live-action version of Devilman. And uh, pretty disappointing in the sense that Devilman, the, the anime, is very extreme in its violence and sex, and it's just, it, it, it goes... You know, it cranks everything up to 11 and the live action movie kind of like cranks everything down to PG-13. And so it loses a lot of that, the cool stuff that Gona guy um, injected into Devilman. You know, if you want to watch good Devilman, watch the new Netflix one uh, directed by Yasuo um, called Devilman Crybaby. 
incredible and he is an amazing director he directed uh, a movie a movie that's in my top three movies of all time regardless of animation or live action and that is mind game and mind game is actually available on amazon prime to buy unbelievably like that that movie was almost impossible to find on dvd for years and now you can buy a digital version but uh yeah just a live action retelling of the kind of the original devil man story and it just it just loses a lot of that cool kind of extreme violence and stuff that the anime and comic is known for. And all right, here we go. This is my favorite Takashi Miike movie, again, from Tokyo Shock. Really cool imprint here in the United States. And this is Fudo, uh, starring uh, Riki Takuishi. This has absolutely everything. Everything that Mike is known for is in Fudo. You have extreme violence. You have weird, just kind of like body manipulation stuff. Uh, weird sexual stuff. Lots of nudity. Uh, Yakuza. Ton, just tons and tons of extreme violence and, uh, and absolute weirdness. Yeah, this movie is really cool. Ricky Fudo is a young man whose appearance is misleading, a highly cultured model high school student on the surface, but underneath lies vicious and silent killer. Successor of the Fudo family, Ricky devises a plan to recruit his own criminal organization made up of fellow classmates. His goal, to brutally assassinate the old generation of Yakuza bosses and take control. Highly recommend this. If you want a good example of what uh, Takashi Miike is all about, check out Fudo. The new generation. And I believe this is another movie from Thailand here, the moat, the hotel. And um hardly anything in English on this DVD cover. The Thailand movies seem to really like these kind of like foil, glossy, super iridescent reflective covers. Um <laughs> same kind of cover as Goodman Town here. I will be honest, and I do not remember a single thing about this DVD. It looks like it's in PAL. I do have a region-free player that correctly converts NTSC to PAL, so I could always buy. I could buy absolutely everything that 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 I could throw. It played everything I could throw at it, but I do not remember anything about the hotel. Okay, here we have two of the slowest movies I've ever seen. And uh, let's see, both from Sai Ming Leng, a mainland director from uh, from China, I believe, or was or, or is it Taiwan? I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm I'm forgetting. This is a little bit where my my old film, my my, my decaying film information is is betraying me. But goodbye, Dragon Inn. So we talked a little bit about Dragon Inn, Dragon Gate Inn. Uh, it was an old Shaw Brothers movie, and then uh, Choi Hawk remade the movie twice. And this movie, Goodbye Dragon Inn, is all about a theater that on its closing night, the, the, the theater is, is, is closing its doors for good. They do one final showing of King Who's original Dragon Inn. And it's just kind of a movie about the end of an era. Kind of like, I guess you could almost say that Goodbye Dragon Inn is like a Chinese last picture show in a way. I don't think it's as good as Last Picture Show, which Last Picture Show is one of the best movies ever made. But it's interesting in just how slow it is. And then The Missing is also another very slow movie. I actually saw Goodbye Dragon Inn at the theater at the C Seattle International Film Festival and I, I almost fell asleep numerous times, but I enjoyed it on DVD. It's just, it's a very kind of sobering experience. And it looks like some, some liner notes here. And they are all in Chinese. So, okay. All right. So here we have, um, let's see, what is this? Uh, Mechadroid, Robo Kill, Beneath the Disco Club, Layla. Uh, Mechadroid. During World War II, the Japanese military established a secret underground laboratory in Tokyo. Three Olympic-level athletes were selected to undergo a process that would turn them into Jinrago, superhuman armored soldiers. <laughs> this is a pretty silly movie. It has some cool stuff in it. It was one of those ones that would just add, this was come, came out by Ryko Distribution, uh, Discotech. 
one of those movies that came out or like the DVDs that came out in the United States after the big kind of like J-horror and anime uh, craze when DVDs were, were first hitting. So uh, nothing really to write home about, but it does have some some entertainment value for sure. Okay, and here we have uh, Gemini. Uh, is this a no? This is this is uh from uh Tsukamoto, so this is from the guy that did Tetsuo the Iron Man. Um, pretty interesting director here. This was kind of his weird psychological horror movie. It had some cool stuff, it had some some really neat camera camera manipulation and and, and cinema, cinematography, but uh, the movie didn't it didn't engage me on the level that Tetsuo the Iron Man did, and I think. Didn't he? I think he might have done a movie called Meatball Machine too, which is pretty good. But uh, there is some cool stuff about this movie, and I actually do. Yeah, they actually uh, mentioned that unique visuals, surreal moments, and beautiful cinematography make this stunning to look at. Yet it's deeply twisted and very creepy. I think I expected it to be a little more twisted and creepy. All right, here we have a little uh, something embarrassing here, Kiriko. Something uh, very sexy, it looks like. English subtitled and some kind of uh, bootleg. I do not remember buying this, nor do I remember ever seeing this. So um, I cannot tell you what it's about, but it looks very trashy. Okay, so Born to Fight. Speaking of the uh, the Ang Bak crew from the creators of Ang Bak. So this has the same uh, stunt team that made... Um, Ong Bak, so Tony Jaw's stunt team. And this is a pretty cool movie, Born to Fight. It ends with a 45-minute non-stop action sequence that really needs to be seen to be believed. It's very good. But everything leading up to that portion is not so good. And this is uh, bootleg. Uh, there's this company called Red Sun, and they were uh, distributing a lot of bootlegs on eBay at the time. And this is how we used to buy a lot of those movies. Another Thai movie, and this one also from the Ong Bak crew. And this is called, I believe this is called Dynamite Warrior. I believe that the English title was. And this is actually a really cool movie. Very entertaining. Tons of cool action. Kind of like a Thai martial arts superhero movie. Um, this is probably my favorite movie from the Ong Bak crew. Even more than um, uh, The Protector. What was that? Was that Ong Bak 2? I think, but yeah, yeah, pretty cool movie here. All right, and returning to Japan and returning to the Tokyo Shock imprint, we have Death Trance. And uh, Death Trance, wildly theatrical martial arts sword play epic. And that, of course, uh, stars the great Tak Sakaguchi. And he was, uh, his first movie was called Versus. And Versus is uh, an absolutely insane movie, like a two and a half hour samurai vampire Yakuza epic. Very, very low budget, super bloody. Uh, this was a follow-up made by some of the same people. And uh, yeah, th this is a pretty cool movie. It has, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic samurai movie. Not great but very very entertaining and that is death trance all right and keeping in japan here we have this really fun ninja movie called red shadow and uh, i have no idea who uh who any of the stars or the director is uh the dvd cover is all in japanese but it's a very fun movie it's kind of light-hearted almost like power rangers-esque it's like a saturday morning samurai movie so lots of cool looking costumes and, and action and adventure. And that is Red Shadow. Okay. Oh, kind of has a cool little picture here on the inside of the DVD of a ninja standing by some kind of gun or tank or something. Okay. And then returning to uh, Mike here, uh, we have Izo, his kind of like weird samurai dream nightmare epic i think this movie is nearly three hours long again from red sun so kind of a, a bootleg here this movie spans uh hundreds of years it, it has time travel it has vampires samurai yakuza uh it has a little bit of everything that mike was known for it is a movie that can really try your patience but it is also a movie that does a lot. It also has a uh, beat Taka 
Beat Takeshi in it. Um, this is a movie that that my buddy and I are going to rewatch soon because I've only seen it one time, but I remember really liking it. Or I remember not really liking it, but respecting it. And I think I'm going to like it more now. So that is Izo. All right, we have now uh, some old school martial arts here with Swordsman with an Umbrella. Uh, this is a really, really bad DVD. Definitely some kind of, it might as well be a bootleg with how bad it is. Uh, it's super cropped. It's all pushed in. Uh, definitely taking, taken from a really crappy VHS source. Um, a pretty entertaining movie, but it is hard to watch on this DVD just because of how bad the quality is. It's so pushed in. It's so cropped that the uh, a lot of the subtitles, which are burnt in, are cropped off so you can't even read them. And speaking of terrible quality DVDs, we have another one from the Black Belt Theater. <clears throat> and speaking of really bad quality DVDs, we have another one from the Ground Zero imprint and the Black Belt Theater. And this was a double feature of the Five Venoms versus Wu-Tang and Venom Warrior. Most likely, hmm, I don't think Five Venoms versus Wu-Tang, if I remember correctly, it only actually starred one of the Five Venoms. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember too much about either of these movies. I do remember, though, that this DVD is terrible. The quality is so bad. You can hardly see the picture. It is definitely sourced from a really bad VHS copy. And that was just you, you, we buying DVDs in the, in, in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, it was always a crapshoot when you were buying these old uh, Hong Kong martial arts movies on, on, on American imprints. From American companies, you never really know, knew what you were going to get. And this was one of those bad ones. All right, here we go. One of my newer uh, purchases here, and that is uh, the, the Blu-ray version, the absolutely beautiful Blu-ray version of A Touch of Zen by King Hu. Uh, one of the greatest movies ever made. And this Blu-ray looks fantastic. I just watched this um, last weekend and loved it all over again. An absolutely sublime movie, uh, nearly, what, two and a half hours. It's super slow, but it is so beautiful. And the ending is just, it's one of the all-time great endings in cinema. Another Blu-ray. So I did decide to buy uh, recently. So these are kind of side-loaded here. Um, I couldn't remember where I stuck these. I, I have been kind of upgrading some of my old VCDs to these new Blu-rays that are coming out. They're really nice with really nice art and production. And this is Shaolin Mantis and uh, directed by uh, Lao Gar Lung and starring David Chang in one of his uh, better martial arts displays. David Chang was a very good actor, but I think he was a poor martial arts performer. But this one under the tutelage of Lao Gar Lung um, he's actually pretty good in, and this is a pretty good example of kind of a movie that bridges the old style Shaw Brothers cinema with the newer style Shaw Brothers cinema, and that is Shaolin Mantis. All right, here we have Legendary Weapons of China, an absolutely batshit insane movie from Lao Garlung and starring um, Gordon Liu. Um, this so so Lao Garlung he he did a lot of more quote-unquote, realistic martial arts movies, because you know, he, he was a trained martial artist. His whole family are, are legit kung fu masters, and they're also performance martial artists. But he, most of his movies were at least somewhat grounded in reality. Legendary Weapons of China is not. This is a full-on martial arts fantasy. There's actually a guy who has voodoo dolls of various um, masters, and he uses those to control them. Um, the fight scenes are just incredible. Tons of magic and spells and jumping around and flying. But 
the um the fight between Gordon Liu and Lao Garlong is is epic. It, it, it's one of the all-time great cinema fights. And you just have to see it to believe it. Uh, this movie is, is is one of the most fun martial arts movies you will ever see. I should point out that these uh, these new Shaw Brothers uh, Blu-rays, they also have... So they have new art that was commissioned. And then they also have on the reverse side, they have some of the original poster art. So this is uh, just really, really nice additions. And I'm, I'm glad that they're putting these out on Blu-ray. So I'll probably be buying more of those, especially of the films that I have only on VCD, speaking of that, is Monkey Kung Fu. And Monkey Kung Fu was directed by a guy named uh, John La, John La Ma, um, or John Lomar, um, sometimes known as John Lomar. And this movie actually stars uh, Ching Siu Dong, which we have talked about working with um, Choi Hawk and his own movies, and being a great kind of modern choreographer in this movie, he is a, this is like a full-on shapes-throwing kung fu film. So uh, there, there's a few different styles of old-school kung fu cinema. Some of them are more... So you had like the, you had the wuxia films, which are more like, like swordsmen, flying swordsmen, very flowy, uh, lots of sword fighting. And then you had open, like open-handed, open-fisted, non-weapon uh, brawling movies where the choreography was more... It was more wild. It was more kind of chaotic and out of control. And then you had these like shape throwing movies or these shape movies where every every hit, every exchange was done. It's very staccato, very rhythmic. And it's all to kind of show off the perfect form of the performers, the perfect form of this style of Kung Fu that was being uh, displayed in the movie. And in this particular movie, it's all about monkey style. And so you have lots of really good exchanges of monkey style Kung Fu. So really, really entertaining movie, lots of good comedy and tons of good fighting. And speaking of Gordon Liu and Lao Kar Lung, we have uh, one of their all-time greats and that is Heroes of the East, the ultimate movie in in depicting the showdown between Japanese martial artists and Chinese martial artists. And this is like a domestic uh, dispute here where Gordon Liu, he, uh, is, 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 uh, he has a marriage set up with, a, with a, a Japanese woman. And they get married and they start arguing about whose uh, martial arts is better. Is it the, you know, the harder Japanese styles or is it the more flowing and softer um, Chinese styles? And it ends up in this big marital dispute. And then she calls over a bunch of masters from Japan who face off against Gordon Liu and all of the different styles. And the Japanese fighters are actually martial arts experts so that they could really spar really strongly with Gordon Liu. And um, the last half of this movie is is literally a, a one nonstop fight after another. And uh, yeah, I cannot recommend Heroes of the East enough. It's it is just an absolute classic. OK, and speaking of classics, we have here from uh, King Who and I think maybe King Who's only Shaw Brothers movie. And that is Come Drink With Me starring Chang Chang Pei Pei. I think that might have been maybe her first major role. You might uh, recognize her from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but she was in all kinds of great movies. Come Drink With Me is one of those kind of single location movies where they're meeting up in a tavern, in a, in a tea house or a little restaurant, and there's all kinds of tension and espionage building. Uh, kind of like, you know, if you look at uh, Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight, yeah, come drink with me is kind of like that, but I think I've already said this joke, but with all the racism, uh, or not the right, with all of the racist characters, I should say, uh, I love, I love Hateful Eight, but yeah, th yeah, this is a pretty cool movie. Um, I love the Shaw Brothers uh, sets, their backlot. I, I prefer their movies that are shot on set as opposed to the few that were shot on location. And this is a perfect example of a Shaw Brothers movie uh, shot on a set on a, the Shaw Brothers backlot that just looks fantastic. A little slow, not a ton of action, but uh, a great movie nonetheless. 
And um, oh yeah, this one also has the original poster art on the back of the cover. So uh, very cool. And then uh, yes, eight, eight diagram pole fighters. Speaking of cool sets, yeah, this movie, a lot of people really, really love this movie. It does star Gordon Liu, again, as a bald-headed monk, like 98% of all the movies he was in. Uh, it does. It is also uh, directed by Lao Garlung. Uh, the ending, the, the end set piece of this movie is fantastic, but I think kind of getting to that point, I don't think 8 Diagram Pole Fighter is as good as this pairing's other movies. And I definitely don't think it is as good as a lot of people think it is. It's okay. When I finally got to see it, because this is one of those legendary movies that I had always heard about. And so when I finally got to see it for the first time, I was a little disappointed with it. So I think I need to revisit it. And I'm going to revisit it on this new Blu-ray that I've got, because this is to replace an old VCD. And here we have another Lao Garlung movie and uh, from Dragon Dynasty and Celestial Pictures. So, so Celestial Pictures, um, when the Shaw Brothers movies started coming out, I can't believe I haven't talked about Celestial Pictures yet. Uh, uh, they are the company who remastered all of the Shaw Brothers stuff and kind of reintroduced the Shaw Brothers films to a whole new audience, a whole new generation you know, people my age, the Gen X generation, you know, we were introduced to their movies uh, in, in Black Belt Theater with pretty low quality transfers. But Celestial uh, took that and ran with it and made these amazing looking movies and these 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 great restorations. They restored the heck out of the movies. Some of them I think they restored too well because on the old transfers on the old versions they were they were darker they were murkier more murky and so you couldn't like see the wires unfortunately now on a lot of like the really high quality uh, blu-rays and dvds you can kind of see too many of the seams you can see too many of the the way that the special effects were done unfortunately but uh, mad monkey kung fu is a super fun movie i don't think it is as good as monkey kung fu which we just looked at but it is a pretty good movie, has uh, lots of great uh, kung fu in it, uh, definitely a shapes movie, and it is a good showcase of some, some fantastic martial arts. And here we have um, Heroes 2, another Shaw Brothers movie. Um, one of the earlier, uh, maybe one of the, the, the late early period Chang Che movies. Of course, that is um, Alexander Fu Shang and Chin Quan Tai. So Chin Quan Tai was one of the early Shaw Brothers stars who was actually a martial artist. I don't think Alexander Fu Shang was, but he was a performance martial artist. But you can clearly tell the movies that Chin Quan Tai is in with the other non-martial arts actors. Just his power, his skill, uh, the way he looks, his ferocity is just, it's so much He's just such a, a more powerful martial artist than many of the other um, than many of the other actors at, at, during his time, and of course it was from Cheng Che. Uh, they credit him as the uh, the Five Deadly Venoms uh, director, and that is uh, that is true. I just rewatched uh, Five Deadly Venoms this past weekend. Absolutely incredible movie. But uh, yeah, th this is a pretty good movie. It, it's one of the kind of I guess early examples of the heroic bloodshed where. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering both of these uh, stars, both of these characters, I think they end up dying at the end, which uh, uh, Chin Quan Tai dies in a lot of his movies. <laughs> so, but yeah, Heroes 2, probably if I, a lot of these movies, they have, the, the plots are, are somewhat interchangeable. You know, I love these movies, but I'm not going to sit here and say that the plots are the greatest ever, but I believe this is another one of the kind of Shaolin Temple movies. Um, I, I think it was King who said something like, the simpler the plot, the greater the style. And I am a huge proponent of that when it comes to martial arts cinema. Okay, and speaking of style here, we have an absolutely insane movie called Ninja Hunter. And Ninja Hunter uh, starring Alexander Low Ray. I believe this is... I think this is a J Joseph Kuo, Robert Kuo movie. Alexander Liu, Super Ninja, stars in this ninja action extravaganza. Uh, yeah, this movie is absolutely wild. It's got a great opening where uh, 
a Shaolin monk is fighting against a Wu-Tang monk, a Wu-Tang clan leader, and they're bragging about their Kung Fu. Um, when a lot of people think black belt theater, when they think old school Kung Fu cinema, they probably are thinking of something like this, of Ninja Hunter or the absolutely masterful uh, Chinese super ninjas, five elemental ninjas from Chang Che. But this would be a movie that if this came on when we were kids, we would have thought we had died and gone to movie heaven. And speaking of movie heaven, yes, the master again with Chin Quan Tai, Chin Quan Tai here. Uh, yeah, this movie is pretty great. It was uh, also known as Three Evil Masters. The fights between the young star who did not make a lot of movies. Uh, what was his name? I don't remember his name. Was that Yuan Tei? So Chen Quan Tai plays this old master and he's training a young student to fight against these three evil masters. And those fights are incredible. Uh, great, great old school choreography. Super well filmed. Very tightly or tightly edited, but not a lot of cuts. So it's just, it's all well framed. So, so well framed. However, there's a lot of downtime in this movie and the downtime in between the fight scenes and, and uh, in between the training sequences is not so great, but it is a movie worth watching for those uh, high octane moments. Okay, and here we go. I think I've mentioned this movie before, but we have Joseph Kuo's, oh, I think Ninja Hunter, I think that might've been by Robert Tai. So you have Joseph Kuo and Robert Tai. I think Robert Tai might've done a Ninja Hunter. But Joseph Kuo was kind of the master of the of the very high quality but super low budget kung fu movie. And Seven Grand Masters is an absolute masterpiece of that kind of cinema. This is from Tokyo Shock. Uh, this movie, one of the combatants is uh, Corey Yun. And Corey Yun also did the action choreography in this movie. And this movie has... Probably the best fight scenes I have ever seen in a movie. The story is as threadbare as you can possibly get. A kung fu master goes out and challenges seven other masters to fights to see whose is the best kung fu. And that is pretty much the entire movie. You do get some liner notes here. Um, who wrote those? Uh, by Lynn Haynes. So yeah, Lynn Haynes. Um, Lynn Haynes was a was a good uh, writer on kung fu cinema. And he says that Joseph Kuo was one of the most entertaining, independent Taiwanese. So he was from Taiwan, a Taiwanese action directors of his time. Yeah, he made he just made a whole series of these super low budget movies, but he really stretched his budget and and into the places where it mattered for a kung fu movie. So if you have never seen Seven Grandmasters, I highly recommend this movie. And then speaking of uh, one of the, the the greats in the low-budget cinema here from uh, from Crash Masters, and that is Secret Rivals 2. And that did come with these liner notes of the film history of John Liu, the super kicker. So Secret Rivals 1 and 2, very good low-budget kung fu movies. Um, kind of your prototypical black belt theater movies. These are the kind of movies that we used to watch on Saturday morning. And just kind of fell in love with the whole genre with these. Super good. Again, I, I am. It's super in debt to Crash Masters for putting out their their, their whole collection of Kung Fu cinema is, is, is super, super good. So this film, his job, born in Korea as Liu Chung Leng on May 20th, 1944. Liu began uh, learning Taekwondo at a young age from Master Ten Dao Leng in exchange for cleaning his house. So really cool, really cool martial arts uh, master or, or, or performer, I should say. And here we have another Shaw Brothers movie, and that is The Bells of Death. I This is a pretty early one, so this would probably be more of a Wuxia Pian movie, a sword, a, a sword fighting movie, a, a, a chivalry, a, a chivalry swordsman style movie. And um, I don't remember a lot about this movie. This is obviously some kind of bootleg here. This is not one of these celestial um, remasters. And okay, so we have another Crash Masters, another uh, John Liu movie, I believe. Yep, from Secret Rivals 1 and Secret Rivals 2. 
and we have Mars Villa, another one of those low budget movies, but it just it 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 hits where it needs to hit, and that's all we that's all we wanted. And Crash Masters was constantly delivering this kind of thing. And oh, Boxer's Omen. Okay, I guess the thing we looked at before was the liner notes, and so here we have the DVD cover of Boxer's Omen. Uh, just look at the back of that, and you can if you haven't seen it and you're looking at this now. You can just kind of uh, imagine what you are in for with with Boxer's Omen. Oh God, that that part right here. Um, a wizard rips off his his own head, and then the head flies through the air at at another at his combatant and his enemy, and then the head is still attached to all of its uh, like spinal cord and all of its. Uh, nerve endings and everything and then the the flying head attacks the master with its nerve endings and um yeah just a just an absolutely crazy awesome movie and here we have a, a later period movie with di lung and that is inheritor of kung fu uh this one did have a commentary by rick myers from uh black belt um magazine or was he black belt magazine i think that's what he was from or Kung Fu Magazine, Kung Fu Monthly, I can't remember. But uh, who was this? this? This was directed by Chen Hong Lit. I do not know who that is. This is from Tai Sing. So this is that company from San Francisco that was putting out all kinds of, of uh, pretty cool martial arts movies. And I don't remember a lot about this movie, but I do remember it being better than I thought it was going to be. That's all I can say about Inheritor of Kung Fu. And again, another Crash Masters, and that is the Master Strikes. Uh, this is a really fun movie. I remember this one being really good. Um, has some really good comedy and uh, starring Casanova Wong, the Iron Fisted Monk. Um, the Master Strikes and is an astonishing Kung Fu film filmed with some of the most amazing displays of combat that were choreographed by martial arts legend Ching Zhudong. All right, so Ching Zhudong did the action choreography here. So that would that would definitely be why I purchased this. Even if I can't remember all of the details, I do remember the Master Strikes uh, being pretty good. This is a really good movie, the South Shaolin Masters. So this is a movie that I don't think gets talked about enough. I don't know a lot of the details. It I believe this was made with a mainland cast, and so it starred a lot of people who I was not familiar with at all. And it's it's really well filmed. It has a great uh, soundtrack, I remember, and just some beautiful location photography. And it feels more like a it feels more like a high budget movie for the time. And yeah, this is a good movie, South Shaolin Master. I need to look this up and read more about it. Maybe learn a little bit more about the filmmakers here. But very good movie. And here we have, okay, so here we have a Joseph Kuo movie here, and that is the Shaolin Brothers, again from Tai Sing and Mihai Video. Uh, let's see, what is this? Uh, Ling Yun Chang and Ko Lung were disciples in the Shaolin Temple for 10 years. Ko was born in a family of Manchurian noble, was appointed South China Area Commander by the government. Wow, what a title, South China Area Commander. But yeah, pretty good movie. Uh, Carter Wong, of course, uh, he was in Big Trouble in Little China. Ching Meng, Deng Wei, and Dong Li, and uh, produced by Joseph Kuo, one of the great uh, directors and producers of these kind of just low-budget martial arts movies that everybody wanted to see for a time. And here we have a movie with a fantastic name, and the movie itself is absolutely terrible, and so is the DVD. Super low quality, but that is crazy guy with super kung fu i mean okay just looking at that title you know why i bought this movie uh the seven grandmasters and mystery of chess boxing team are back in action okay there's no i don't know who from seven grandmasters or mystery of chess boxing had anything to do with this movie but this movie is not up to par with those at all and here we have another uh, from Ground Zero and the Wu-Tang Collection, the Hidden Chambers Collection, Return of the Deadly Blade. 
Um, Return of the Deadly Blade. I do not remember this one. Uh, featuring Tsui Sui Kong from Master Killer, Yasuaka Kurata from Shaolin Challenges Ninja, uh, Lo Lei from uh, Fingers of Death, and Wang Jung Lee from Drunken Master. Return of the Deadly Blade is action in the Shaw tradition, but not a Shaw Brothers movie. All right, here we go. One of the great um, uh, low-budget Black Belt theater movies starring the amazing uh, Carter Wong and Lo Lei, uh, directed by Joseph Kuo. Man, I really, really like Joseph Kuo's movies. And with action from Yun Wu Ping, and that is Born Invincible. Born Invincible is awesome. This movie is so cool. I cannot recommend this movie enough. The whole movie is up on YouTube. There is a YouTube channel called the Wu-Tang Collection, and uh, they have a ton of these movies. So uh, yeah, if you want to see just a great old school style kung fu movie, Born Invincible is really, really hard to beat. And we have a so speaking of Yin Wu-Ping, I believe he directed this one, and that is the Buddhist Fist. And it's funny right here uh, from the director of the Ma or the action director of the Matrix trilogy, Kill Bill and Crouching Tiger, definitely trying to uh, to bank on his Western stardom there. An early classic by legendary Yin Wu Ping, director of Iron Monkey, great movie. Uh, the action director, martial arts choreographer, advisor for the Hollywood hits Matrix trilogy, Crouching Tiger and Kill Bill. The Buddhist Fist is the story of two orphans who are raised separately by Shaolin monks and trained in the lethal art of the Buddhist Fist. Pretty good old school style movie. I remember enjoying this one, but I don't remember a lot of details. All right, so here we are returning to the world of the Shaw Brothers, and these are those official celestial DVDs. Uh, beautiful, beautiful productions here, uh, directed by Lao Gar Lung, and we have Marshall Club. A very good movie. All takes place on kind of like one city street in the Shaw Brothers backlot, starring Gordon Liu and uh, Hui Ying Hung and Mei To Lai and Ku Fang. A pretty good movie here. It has some lion dancing in it. I always like to see lion dancing and lion competition in these kung fu movies. And this is a good representation of just kind of that style of kung fu movie. And here we have one that I have not watched. It's a it's another Shaw Brothers movie, and I just haven't gotten around to watching this one yet. And that is Cat vs. Rat. And that is also directed by Lao Kar Lung, starring Alexander Fu Shang. So I don't really know too much about this movie. Uh, 1982, so it was a, a, an early 80s Shaw Brothers movie, but it looks like they were kind of going back to a more wuxia style, more of a swordsman style movie, and not a not a kung fu movie. Air Hats in Fury, A Nation's Fate, depends on 800 Kung Fu monks. Um, like South Shaolin Master, or what was that movie? I, I The one that I really liked, and I draw, now I just forgot the name. Um, the, the, the South, yeah, the South Shaolin Master. Um, Air Hats in Fury is another one of those movies that feels much more high budget than you would think. And I have a feeling that a lot of the same crew was probably involved in making this movie, but I can't say for sure. But I do remember liking this a lot more than I thought I would. Same as South Shaolin Master. Here we definitely have uh, some Shaw Brothers bootlegs. So this company, um, NS, they were coming out in the early days of DVD. And they were basically just taking old VHS copies. Sometimes it appeared that the VHS copies they were sourcing from were things that people recorded off of TV from Black Belt Theater. And they were putting out these really, really low quality DVDs. But you could buy like 20 of these for 10 bucks or something. Out of something ridiculous, I would get these packs on eBay. And some of them would be pretty good, like the copy I have of Kid with the Golden Arm, which is one of my top five Kung Fu movies of all time. Um, it's actually really good, and so I'm really glad I have that. But most of them were kind of unwatchable. And Brave Archer, not only is the, um, the, the transfer pretty bad, but the movie's kind of boring. And they always... So, so they were really capitalizing on Wu-Tang Clan and the Five Deadly Venoms. And they would always try to say that the Venoms were in the movie. This is a Venom mob movie. 
Well, I, I think the five Venoms were only ever in like three movies together separately and in pairs. They were in a lot of movies, uh, but they weren't really a Venom mob. But uh, that was a big thing in like hip hop culture and um, with uh, urban kids. And so they were always like, oh, the Venom mob is, is in this movie and it might have one of them for like five minutes. <laughs> so that was a brave archer. And speaking of that, the Venom mob, the Mask Avengers. So I know at least one or two of the Venom, uh, the Venom crew is in here. Uh, sorry, Ku Chi, Lu Fang, Lo Mang, Cheng Shang. So there's three of them and directed by Chang Che, Masked Avengers. This is a pretty good movie. But again, I remember I'm pretty sure that this particular version is really a really bad uh, transfer that you can barely watch. So uh, old, very old school style here. So we're going back to 1969 here with um, this Shaw Brothers uh, Swordsman movie, Have Sword, Will Travel, a very early Chang Che movie uh, uh, starring David Chang. And I think this is one of David Chang's better movies. It has a very nice kind of a pleasant feel to the movie, almost like a almost like a spaghetti Western style to the movie. But yeah, have sword will travel. I enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, here we have one that I have never seen: uh, the Daredevils. Uh, Chang Che with uh, Lo Mang and Chang Sheng, and so you have some of the Venom mob here. <laughs> but of course, uh, the Shaw Brothers didn't actually advertise them as the Venom mob. But yeah, I do not remember this movie at all from 1979. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe I've ever seen this one. So I need to get. I need to get busy and watch that one. Avenging Warriors of Shaolin. Okay, another one of those uh, bootlegs here from Red Sun. Uh, this is a fun movie. Uh, the entire Venom mob return in an all-out martial arts masterpiece directed by five Venoms master, Chang Che. So, yep, pretty good movie here. Um, also known as Shaolin Rescuer Rescuers. And this is from the Shaolin Collection. And I think we're going to call it there for this episode. Uh, we'll start uh, the next time from a great classic here, uh, Men from the Monastery. So, all right, guys. Well, I hope you've been enjoying this trip down uh, martial arts memory lane. And we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.